PulpMX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. There's always those low prices and unparalleled customer service. Free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why you guys should be going to KieferIncTesting.com, clicking on the RMATVMC banner right on the homepage there, and that gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing and helps us out, lets them know that you like the show, keeps this thing up and moving, so... Uh, quick and easy, really easy to do. It doesn't take much time, and it helps us out a lot. So thank you for doing that. FXRRacing.com, go visit them right there on that website and punch the code in KKMX35. Um, KKMX35, all caps, and save yourself 30% off a set of gear. Dirt bike stuff, uh, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't give you 30% off of casual or snow gear. That's just something I wanted to say. I guess I really haven't said that on this show yet, but I get a lot of emails. So what about casual? Uh, it works with some, but not all, and there is 0% off on snow gear. I'm sorry. If you're a snowmobile guy, you are SOL because this is a off-road slash motocross podcast. Um, if you're a lady and you ride moto, a real lady, you guys know what I'm talking about, a real woman that rides motocross, hit me up. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you a special woman's code that is better than the man code. Hi, Heather. Hello. How are you? So, woman code, if you race, no BS in guys. Uh, let the women take care of it themselves, and this is not for the guys. I will find out if you're using that code and you're ordering 32 pants for a dude. I'll know. What if, what if the chick has a large waist? Or she has a big butt. Okay, so I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'll know. Or she wants to wear dude gear. I mean, you have been... I'll know. You have Trust been, me. You have been known to order chick gear before. Yes, but I'm just saying, like... You can push that <laughs> mic a little closer to your face. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll know because the emails I get, I can tell who's lying. Okay? Hi, I'm super hot. No, they don't say that. I really want the, like, hot chick code. They don't say, I wish they would say that and throw a picture at me, but they don't. Racetech, Racetech Racetech.com. Get your suspension and engine services over there at Racetech.com. You can see what they offer you over there. And you want a cheaper discount on your stuff, sales at Racetech.com will do that. Or you can just simply email me and I'll get you in contact with them and help you guys save some money. Uh, Your engine on a dirt bike happens quite often. Robert Kong, Mission Imaging, 909-433-0575. You're in the Southern California area. You need an MRI ASAP. He is the guy. Mission Imaging. Robert Kong, 909-433-0575. All right. So this episode, we had a couple episodes this week, so working overtime here because I'm planning on taking a vacation last two weeks of December. So if you email me in the last two weeks of December, chances are high that I will not get back to you. So just chill back, wait till January, then email me. Right. What sucks is I probably will answer them if you do. You will. But I'm just telling you guys, just do me a favor. Help me help, help myself. 
<laughs> help me, help me. Help me, help myself. Uh, so we're help doing a couple me. shows here, stacking them up. And we'll do. We'll have probably have two more shows after this, and then we're done for the year. And we'll be back next year with some new sponsors oh. that I can. I'll, I'll say Lip Pro is on board next year as a sponsor. <sighs> so we'll be Pro. doing some more. What about the shell game? That's basically thanks to you for screwing up the timing. <laughs> I didn't. Screw so I actually owe I, you that money. I did not screw up the timing. Hi, Aiden. Hi. I didn't introduce you. I'm sorry. Well, we're here. Uh, <laughs> my family's here once again. We did a Q and A last show. Hopefully, you guys like that. There's a lot of good stuff in that. That uh, Q and A. Sometimes when I put the title up to post the the show up on you know Pulp MX or Apple iTunes or whatever, it, it doesn't describe what the show's about. So you haven't listened to the really? Q and A. No, because I put Q and A with the Kiefer's and people are like, yeah, I don't want to listen to that. It's not dirt bike stuff, you know. But there's a lot of dirt bike shit it's and like, as well as other stuff in there. It's like ninety eight percent dirt bike it's stuff. But nine point nine percent. But bikes. usually we go off of topic. That's true. So there's a lot of cool things in there that. That we talked, we even called Travis Preston. We did. Yeah. We cold called him. That lasted about five seconds. <laughs> At least he answered. Uh, this show is all about the Arizona Open. We just got back. It is Sunday. Uh, <sighs> amateur racing at its finest, people. And I'm not, I don't know if I'm cut out to be an amateur racing father, but nonetheless, we show up. We did it. Uh, I want to talk about the event, how it was run, things that I think need improving, uh, some racers, and just an overview of. Of I, the week. I feel like you're getting better as this amateur father, as as we progress here. That's because I didn't race. <laughs> if I was racing, it's tougher. Aiden. And I understand why, like, Nick Way and Joe and these guys don't race when their kids race. I enjoy watching Aiden most of the time. <laughs> practice <laughs> was a struggle for me, but we'll talk about that. Just the first practice. Uh, um, but for me... I like to do these amateur episodes because no one's doing these. Yeah. No one's talking about amateur racing. Steve, we'll talk about it. I'll be on the show Monday night. We'll talk about it a little bit, but he doesn't really give a shit about amateur racing. I, no. I mean, I probably wouldn't give a shit about amateur racing if Aiden wasn't racing, right? But most of our listeners mm -hmm. that are going to listen to my show have kids that ride. Right. So eventually, either you're a sole rider and just going to go ride and have fun, or you might go race these amateur races. These little shows that we do will help them figure things out a little bit quicker. Aiden, hmm. do you like it better when dad races with you or when dad's just your your man friend on the gate? Uh, when he doesn't race. Why? Uh, I'm the same. For, I do all the same stuff for you when I race or I don't race, you know? No, nah, I, I just think I just like it better in general just because. You feel like his focus is 100% on you. and I get a little more enthusiasm today yeah. on the show. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yep. Yeah, what? I asked him, I said, do you think that his focus is more like 100% on you? Like, if you're racing, like, you're 90% on him and 10% on you because you got to do all your shit, too. Sometimes I think he pre will, would prefer 90%. No. Because if I'm all in on you, I'm in your ass. I'm watching every little thing you do, right? And that's fine. Okay. You don't seem to be fine when I'm chipping on you. I was oh. fine this week. Okay. Well, we'll talk about your week. Here in this show. Okay. So anyway, Arizona Open. It's an AMA. It's an AMA event. Uh, there's not a lot of Cal. I don't think there's any California AMA amateur events anymore. Used to have them. What was Cal? Villapoto had an amateur one. We had a we had a California Classic. Cal Cal Classic still thing. Is it AMA? Yeah. Are you um, sure? I don't think it's AMA. Yeah, it is. You Go get, look at my number one plate. It didn't you, say AMA on it. It says get, featured if, event. If you get it, if you get a number one plate, it's an AMA event. Oh, oh it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's not so much I know about amateur racing. I guess. 
And it, I think he's right because it does say AMA featured event. Mm. I think you have to have the certain amount of money or uh, riders to do your event to get these featured events. Well, it's funny if you sit and look at it. I mean, there really isn't that many big amateur races for kids. I mean... Not out here in the West Coast. There's a lot more on the East Coast. Is there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So East Coast has a lot of stuff. And us West Coast guys need a little bit more to be close to home. Because you think about it. We have Cal Classic. We have Arizona Open. What else do we have? Um, that's I mean, it. as far as that's... near Cal, where we are. I'm not talking about if you're in Washington or... So I'm just talking about near California. And uh, you would think it would be more of how many guys actually ride out here right. and race. Mm-hmm. And I will, and I will, and I will give the East Coast this: there is more racers in, on the East Coast than there is riders, which is so crazy to me. Mm, which is to me would be normal. I think riders out here in California they just like to ride, and it's more poser ish. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, and I, and I don't want to use the word poser because if you like to ride and don't race, there's no harm, no foul in that. I'm just saying. There's a lot of practice it's guys more ver- out versus here. racing guys. And I, and I understand some of that because racing's all freaking day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all freaking day. You may ride, uh, ten, let's say the laps are five laps a moto. You get 10 laps or two moto format, three three motors. You get 15 laps for how much money, which that's your job, which I should have told you how much money we spent this weekend. Oh, I, yeah, I can tell you. You can quarterback it? Mm-hmm. So how much, that's, that's the thing I want to always start these shows about how much we spent. Uh, entry was two eighty. Okay. Uh, to get in the gate, two oh five was two oh five, and that was to park inside the gate because if you weren't camping, they had a designated area for you to pit at, which was like North Forty. But we didn't want to pit in the North Forty; we wanted to be with our friends and mm-hmm. be closer to the track. Okay. So two oh five. Yep. Our Airbnb was we split that. That was like four hundred bucks. Yep. Um, fuel to get there was uh, two hundred fifty bucks. Groceries, yeah. And the one night that we ate out, it was like third. Th- so total grocery four hundred bucks, I'd say for the week. Yep. Uh, so right now we're up near fourteen hundred bucks. Yep. Aiden, do you know what it's like to make fourteen hundred dollars? No. Right. Yeah. You need to learn this. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I know it's not. So fourteen hundred dollars. So all you families out there doing this a lot more than we are because we're not we're not doing a lot. All right. I respect it. I need to know how you do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I need to know what you do for a living to make the money to have a rig, to take your kids racing, to have the time off. Mm-hmm. That that's a lot of money. Yep. Our friends, the Alofs. Joe is a fireman. Kristen's a. Kristen works for the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. So the schedules are a little more flexible, I guess, for Joe. And, and I'm not saying Joe has all these days off because he has to work a lot, too. But he has a block of time off. Right. right? Well, I mean, one of the kids that was there that's from up here, his dad got – he's a fireman also, and he got forced. So he couldn't be there. So he had to have the grandparents swoop in to take right. the boy to race. And then the mom was with the daughter because she had There is a lot sports. of money within the pits. Yes. I see. And so this year at the Arizona Open versus last year, I was told – uh, it, the attendance was down. They had 1,200 riders this year, and it was upwards to 1,800 or more when the 2020. Yeah, I, yeah. I, we realized that because last year there was a lot more people. I feel like, too, a lot more people came last year from Minios. I think they just didn't want to go home and still have to, you know. Deal with COVID? Yeah. Well, I think more people wanted to get out. Yes. Right? So everyone was trapped for a little while. 
they're like, oh, shit, there's a race happening. Let's go to that. Yeah. So I think that's common. 1,200 is a lot of people still for a race. I mean, there was, I think, between six and eight classes that had divisions. Mm -hmm. So there was, you know. Plus the LCQs. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, there was more than three motos or three divisions that had full gates. Right. Which was cool to see. On the side of the cost side, I still think it's expensive to go race. And I think that's one of the reasons why more families do not get into our sport because yeah. it is hella expensive. Well, that's one of my clients. Her kid likes to ride and he's friends with Lawson. And I'm like, why don't you take him racing? Oh, it's just too much money. We can't afford it. And I'm like, right. and that's let's just let's do the bare minimum here. If you're going to enter your child in one class, how much is that? It was 80, 80 per class. 80 per class. If you want to get in, let's say you have three, you have three in your family and you stay the weekend. That's still 200 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, it was 80 per class. It was 60 per person to get in and then an extra 25 to park. And if you're camping, I think Joe said it was like $15 a day to camp. And they went in on Tuesday and stayed until Which today. Which isn't bad for camping. No. Mm-mm. But. But it was dry camping minimum too. to get into the sport, you're looking at. To race an event like this, you're you're working on three hundred to three hundred, four hundred bucks. Yep, four hundred dollars is a lot of money for normal families to spend. Right, and then on top of that, the day starts on Thursday, or the week or the weekend starts on Thursday. Well, technically, it started Wednesday. Yeah, but practice. let's say you're. I'm talking about bare minimum. People, okay. Okay, like Wednesday's a full practice. I don't. I can't take off Wednesday. I'm gonna go Thursday. Well, there is a practice session in the morning. And I did see that if you did go to practice on Wednesday, it was. $40, I think, per class to practice. Yeah, well. So you figure if you're writing three classes and you want to have three practices, because I don't know how long they were. So you go there Thursday. You have to take off work Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Someone does. Someone, Grandpa, take them. You have to take them. And then you, as a family, you got to be worried all fucking day. Sorry, F words. I know this might be a child. <laughs> uh, PG? Wow. PG podcast. But you got to worry about your kid. Like, Yep. I do the same thing with you all the time. There's only certain people I let Aiden go with. I know. And he's 15 years older. Like, I know. I can't be home concentrating on what I need to do if I know my kid is racing because I'm going to be like, I need to know what's kind of going on, right? Yep. And maybe other parents are different than me and they can work that out. But it's hard to take two days off work if you take your vacation or sick days or whatever and then do this. So in order for our sport to grow, we need to figure something out. As far as cost, because it is too damn expensive. And this is just getting inside the race. This is not right. the cost of fuel. This is not the parts that you have to spend for your bike. This isn't the the fuel cost to get to the race. Right. Right. So. Well, and I think, I think I heard that the farthest person that came was from like, I know it was. Past, no, I met a couple people from Minnesota. Yeah, that's what it was, Minnesota. I know there's some Texas people there. So. So, I mean, that's like a huge. What do you track? I know you don't got nothing to say about costs. You've been pretty quiet over there. <laughs> but here's the thing, and if your kids are listening to this podcast, your parents, part of your your payment to us is doing good. No, absolutely not. That is completely off guard, right? Off base. Do your shit at home. Get your homework done. Do good in your classes. Get your stuff ready to go. Clean your bikes. So we have less to worry about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? Yeah. You kids, you want your parents to be happy? Take care of your own stuff a little bit. 
I don't care if you're 10 years old listening to this or you're 18. Help them out because they're the one forking out the money. Yep. And the time. I would say mm-hmm. the time is more than the money for me. The time away from what I have to do here, the time it takes away from testing, from typing, to doing a show, the things that I can bring in for money, that is more worrisome for me. And then my, in my job, I can't turn it off like these firemen or these other guys that have jobs. They're just, I'm off. Right. I still got to work. I got to do social media. Mm-hmm. I got to get stories up for the next week. Mm-hmm. So it's a juggling out. So you kids at home, help your parents out a little bit. At least show them. That you appreciate it. That you want to do this. Yep. But not just say it. Because me and Aiden have these conversations all the time. Yeah, I want to do that. Are you sure you want to do that? Because do you really know what it takes to do it? And if you're a child, you physically can't come up with money, right? So you do it in the form of taking care of your own stuff. Yep. And then in return, the parents see that. And they're like, oh, shit. They, mm-hmm. He or she really wants to do this. And that motivates us. Yep. Right? Yep. That's how you do it. But I want to see our sport grow, and I just think the cost portion of that is just too expensive for families to get into. So it's a slippery slope, and I know the promoters got to make money. I get they have costs. I understand that. I don't – but here's the thing. I don't know if it's really that – I mean, okay, it's a little bit more expensive, yes, but having a kid that's in, like, we'll say competitive cheer, like – I have a couple clients. They've got gym dues that they pay every month, which is a couple hundred dollars. They have to buy their uniform, which is like a couple hundred dollars. They go to comps that are Dallas, Florida, up north. Like, they're all over the place. And I know that they fork out a good amount of money. So I think it's just kind of what happens when you have a kid that's in any kind of sport. Right. I mean, other than like a park and rec sport where they go to the same baseball field and they play the same four teams, you know, on a Saturday or whatever, which there's nothing wrong with that. Like anything to get your kid out and involved in something, I think it's great. I talked to Austin. He's the, his parents run the facility and he, he basically runs it as well. And, and we had a nice conversation about amateur racing and where he would like to improve it because he loves the sport. He used to race. He was a good racer and rider mm-hmm. and he turned his focus into doing other things, but he's still involved. Yep. So I don't want to make this show just I'm going to crap on all the things that that I felt was wrong, right? There is some things I think as the AZ Open need to tighten it up a little bit in certain areas, and we'll mention those areas. But even he had concerns about we need to do things differently in the amateur racing world to succeed in bringing kids up Mm -hmm. in our sport. Or otherwise, and I told him this, Aiden's children's children – There'll be no more racing. There'll be nothing available. Yeah. Because it's, by then, it's going to be expensive. Aiden grows up, has a family. He might get he or she, his daughter or his son, involved in this sport. How, what's it going to look like? Right. You know, how much yeah. is it going to be? Where is our amateur racing going? Like, mm-hmm. this is all important things. Are our manufacturers going to be involved? Mm-hmm. Because slowly... That's slipping away a little bit. Yeah. Cowie wasn't there this year. Yeah, there wasn't any. No. The support from Kawasaki wasn't there this year, and I do not know why. Only Cowie team was there was that Stan Benson team. That was it. Yep. Only rig there. Because last year there was uh. Well, the Cowie rig was there. Honda was there last year? No. No? No. No. Honda. Cowie was there last year. Yamaha was there because they had a Simi Valley cycle guy there. Yep, they were there this year. Simi was there. Okay. I think. Semi? Semi. 
Is that a semi? Semi. What the hell is semi? Semi Valley. Semi. 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 They're talking about a semi like <laughs> Canadians talk about rigs. Like, hey, that's, there goes a semi. No. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I think I think they were there this year. And that Stan Benson team, that was it. It looked like there was less manufacturer help this year for whatever reason. Yeah. So I don't know if the manufacturers are disinterested in this race now. Uh, I know. Which is sad. Because, I mean, it's a fun race. Yes, we'll talk about this. Um, but, anyway, this is my opening argument is the cost. Yep. A little bit expensive. Uh, you could say we're privileged white people <laughs> that have enough money. And I feel like we're middle class, right? Yeah. But uh, it's expensive for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see it. If I had more money, I, that little dent that this took out of this weekend, it wouldn't bother me. But I'm like, holy crap, man. I got to make that up somewhere, right? Yep. Um, all right, so some of the things that I thought could be a little bit better in the race, look at uh, the gate. The gate. There's a gate problem. Ugh, the gate look, problem. They, they did a better job of funneling people. I feel like the cones were up. The signs were up. Last year, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So the shit show of lines were more organized, but the shit show from the gate was still there. So if you're back and forth, like we had an Airbnb, so we go back and forth every day, you cannot get in the gate until 7 a.m., the first moto goes off at 7.30 a.m., and, and I asked the AMA guy, and he goes, yeah, I need to be in staging by 7.20-ish, okay? No matter what, even if you prep your shit the night before, you still, A, have to look at tire pressure. Yep. Uh, B, if you run an air forks, check your fork pressure and just warm up your bikes and make sure it's ready. That takes 20 minutes in itself. Not to mention the rider getting ready, right? Yep. I don't understand why you can't come into the gate or there could be a 24-hour security guard or gate person there that you could hire to let people in and out, check the wristband situation, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that way, if we wanted to come at 6 a.m. and get things ready, get him on a spin bike, you know, get warmed up, calm down, race, that's how it should be. Yeah. Uh, Loretta Lynn's, you have no problem. Mm -hmm. Uh. Other races, we've been to amateur races, no problem getting in and out of the gate. I think because Loretta's, you're, you're camped there, though. Mostly all the people camp there. No, people rent stuff. People leave all the time. Right, Me Dakota. and your mom did. First year, we didn't. We went to a hotel. Right, Dakota, they always get an Airbnb. I just don't understand, out of all the races, like, I understand that Loretta's is a little bit different because they know exactly, you know, there's 40 riders in each race. There's no qualifiers. There's no LCQs. I've been to, R- I've been to other races, like RMX races. You can come in early. Well, I just understand yeah, the gates why you... may be closed, but that's open early enough to well, get in. And another example, waiting to get in line on Thursday for practice, Aiden's first practice. They have check-in from 7 to 8. Practice starts at 8. We had to wait in line to get in with our wristbands. And yeah, people are trying to like... Yeah, if you're in... open the gates at 7 and then gates and then sign up from 7 to 8. And then practice is at 8. You're like, dude, you got to rethink your, your hours. Well, here's the thing. What if you're like an older kid? Like, what if Aiden's like in his 20s and he just wants to go race by himself? By himself. And he's got to take care of all this. He's missing half of the things because right. everything's backed up. I mean, it took us forever to get in the gate. You got people trying to wheel and deal the price to get in with their wristbands. Out the door price on the gate fee. There then, is no out the door the price. The price is the price. Then I had to go stand in line and wait for to check him in to make sure yeah. VIN numbers were right. It's not a... Uh, uh, we might sound like we're a bunch of Karens. Yeah, maybe. But this is just something to make it more seamless, to make it easy. And I'm sure we're not the only one out there. 
But you I guys mean, can hit us up on an email if you agree with this. You were there and you understand what we're saying. And I've talked to another another promoter about this recently, mm-hmm. and he says, "Yeah, it shouldn't be that way." Like Aiden missed his first practice because he was first well, practice, well, and I'm still standing in well, line. It was more on well, it was yeah because well, I I didn't really want to do first practice. Yeah, but then you didn't get any other practice. You had one other practice because you yeah. couldn't go out in another practice because you could yeah. only practice in so what that you were was signed that up was for. one problem. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Another problem was the tractor broke. Yeah, the tractor you left broke. the tractor in the middle of the track. Like you can't get someone to get the tractor off the middle of. I mean, it's not in the track. Well, but they it's said, in the middle of the infield. They said they were they were going to, but they couldn't get it off in time, so they just made like some new section. Well, which is fine. There's no problem with that. I'm not yeah. worried about the track itself, but you just have a track tractor just chilling in the middle of the infield. <laughs> I mean, did they, it's, did it's they a big amateur race. Let's 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 tighten it up a little did bit. They, did they ever get it off? No. No, it's been it was there the whole week. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It was like uh, an ornament. Lawn ornament. <laughs> track prep? I, I think track prep was fine. See, I feel like it could have been better. Last The last day was probably the best day I felt like. It was good. Well, it was good for the last day because you had smoother motos. No, your, but your just Your motos track, weren't very late in the day. Just track in general, though, I, I think it was... I understand we're in the desert. I understand it's a hard-packed track, but a little bit more track prep would be beneficial. If you're going to make an outside line, make an outside line. Okay, see, that was one thing. The, 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 uh, you had an outside berm, and then there was a line below the berm. And yeah. you couldn't get up on top of that other berm because there's a wall. Yeah, right? and if you did, you were going off the track because there's no way getting back onto it. Correct. The off-camber section, which was nice and cool and hard and techy, but if you went to the right, there was basically you funneled down into a chute almost, mm-hmm. which has got really narrow. And if I saw a bunch of guys do the the step up and then went too far out and then just jumped off the track on, and rode and wall rode <laughs> down to the goalie into the off camber, I did that one time. Right, so that's dangerous. Let's let's fix that. And if you see that, and, and no problem, you see that the first day. Well, let's let's tighten that up a little bit. Let's scrape that wall. Let's tighten. Let's it open up. that area up. Maybe an hour. I mean, I'm no tractor guy, but I've been a part of some processes, and it doesn't take that long just to open that up a bit. Just open it up. Not that, not that difficult. We're a big amateur race. Let's try that. Those are the two major things, and that's pretty good. The things I'm like I said, it's not to crap on the amateur. This is not a vet national show like Steve. Yeah, I will give them props. If they said seven thirty, you guys went off at seven thirty. Yep. Uh, they were they were good about boom, 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 getting the gates down, getting the laps in, getting the races in. Oh, yeah, there was time. I think majority of the time, depending on what class was out there, like they were in that back section right before the 10 pack and the gate was already going off. And I'm like, all right, we're not even going to get them off the track. I'm like, okay, cool. Props to the gate dude, Rip. We call them Rip. It looks like Rip from what's the movie? What's the show? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. People call him Cougar, too. He's loud. He's in your face. I like that. But but he's also, people uh, misjudge him. Yeah, he you, he might think he's an asshole, but then once you talk to him, he's, he's nice not an guy. asshole. He's a good dude. Yeah, I didn't. But he's loud, and he's like, "Okay, get your shit correct." There was no funny business going on at the start because homeboy had it reined in. He the was the guy t- who checked our up. transponders. Good dude, tightened cool up, cool guy, nice guy. Transponder guy was good. Had his shit together. Staging was good. Yeah, I didn't no go down to staging, staging at all. So I don't, vet I don't national know. can take a slice of what the <laughs> AZ Open did and get it tightened up. There was numbers. You park your bike. It, it, it's fucking basic. It was great. Yep. So, like I said, there was 
good points. I like that they have announcers. I like that there was live. I don't care. People are complaining in in, a, in our world of dirt bikes. Everyone wants some. Everyone wants something for nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, flow! I gotta pay. Look, you gotta pay for Supercross if you want the full package. If you want to see your your loved one in amateur racing, my dad paid for it. No problem. Not that expensive to watch racing for four to five days, and that's not all you get. You can watch all year. You can watch Arena Cross. You can watch wrestling. Whatever the hell they mm-hmm. offer, you can watch it, right? I understand that you're buying motocross. You're not going to watch wrestling. But I'm just saying, right. is hey, we have live. We can watch it. We can watch live coverage. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's expensive. Yeah. The announcers, Kevin Kelly, yep. Dano, fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other guy, too. I don't yeah, know. I don't remember his name. I don't apologize to yeah. the other guy, too. Uh, I like the fact that there, no matter what... Com- let, me, let me finish this thought before I forget. Okay. I like that announcers are with it enough in our sport to know, for the most part, they, they had their moments where they screwed up, but at least they called themselves out. That was right. screwed up. Dano is the original hype man. Yeah, It's Dano. hard to, to, to d- deny Dano. Like Dana- Dano is the funny, uh, lurpy friend that you love, right? Yeah. He's very loving, big heart. Oh, yeah, Dano's a good guy. Uh Fun to to talk to. Mm-hmm. He does the the mic for the podium. Every time someone gets a moto win, you get a little interview. They get a hat. You're on the podium. That is something special for kids. Like you that's just, a huge that's, that's a huge say. freaking deal. Yeah, right? I think that's that's super cool because you no, know, being a parent to watch your kid get up on that podium, like all the money that you just spent, like that right there, Let's makes call it, it worth, how it is. Makes you, it worthwhile. You build the stage right. of anything. Mm-hmm. You build a stage, like physical stage. Yep. It, it immediately comes important. Yep. It immediately comes important. If you get on a podium, that's important. If you get on a stage, that's important. Mm-hmm. If promoters would just build a stage and had a microphone and a, an announcer, it makes it really cool for the rider and the parents. Right. And then that all that money that you spent that you're bitching about, like we're bitching about, yep. kind of goes away. Right. And you see your kid said. up there. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. Yep. And I think it's cool. I mean. It what? gives the kids something to work for. Right. So, like I said, there's things that I think that it could be tightened up and I bitch and I complain about it. I will say one thing that was kind of annoying was every day at 3 o'clock we're going to announce the last race. Okay, cool. That's mm-hmm. great. But I wish, you can't tell me that you don't kind of have like a ballpoint. Like, yeah, oh. I think, you know, we might we might go to here just but we're not 100% sure. Like, just let us know. Like, eh, we're thinking this. Right. Because we sat around. I can almost understand a little bit that we can't know till three because let's see if some, make sure no one gets hurt. Right. But okay, which is fine. But there's no point in being like, well, if everything goes according to plan, we're probably going to stop at this moto. It's just a slippery slope because you know how some parents are. Like, I think we will like that because, okay, man, it's not for sure, but they're looking to do this. So let's wait till three for the final deal. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, wait till three, but it's like. Or you just don't say shit like they did and just say wait till three. I know, but it's like, I just feel like you could kind of like, well, you know. See, I have no problem with, with the time. If they say three and they announce at three, I'm good with that. At least I know. I, I'm fine with that. Some of these other races, like Myron and all these guys that do races, uh, man, I don't know. We're oh, gonna, yeah. We're going to go till this time, and it's like 430. You're like, well, okay, I guess well, we can go Well, it was like now. that first year, the, the super regional. We're going to go as far as we can go. Okay, man, but... And then they changed it about four times. You're like, can you... 
Here, here's my biggest pet peeve. The scheduling. They put the schedule up. They took it down. They put it up. They took it down. Mm-hmm. Aiden's 250B was supposed to be a 20-minute plus one. Mm-hmm. When they raced their first moto, and I went up and asked them, I said, is this a 20 plus one? Yep. I started my watch, so I knew how much time we had. They white flagged them at 18 minutes. Was not no 20 plus one. Okay, fine. Whatever. There's miscommunication between what the gate guy told me, told me and then what the AMA guy had. Because the gate guy knew exactly what they were doing. He said doing 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay, which is fine. He plus one, and he, that's exactly what they did. They did 20 minutes. Well, see, but on the schedule, on the schedule that the AZ – Open yeah, yeah, posted, yeah. and the one that they right. posted on the wall, it said 20. Right. Schoolboy 2, 15 plus 1. Online. Up here, it said 20 plus 1. Mm-hmm. I think it's you being a Karen. No, I'm just saying. Liam's was supposed to be a 15. They did a 20. Like, Should mom care about that as much? I mean, she cared She cared too much about a lot of things. Right. Let's talk about that, too. Yeah. Okay. A&H? A&H. Okay. Uh, a couple more things I want to talk about. The EMTs were all down on the infield, which is nice that they have them, but they're all, and Kristen brought this up, which is a good point. They're all huddled in one area. So when someone would go down, they all would venture up to the guy that crashed and then help him, which is great. But you would think they would be all separated within the infield, one over in mm-hmm. left field, center field, right field, right. to to help yep. quicker. Yeah, and, and this is what I saw from the times that I looked. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that didn't happen. I'm just saying... I was there four days. Every time I looked, they all were together. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was... Are those the guys that were in like the little rhinos or whatever? Yes. Yeah, I, I saw them too. Like so always huddled. I talked to the, one of the caution flaggers. I was, I was riding around. I said, how much you make? And I think they make 50 bucks a day. That's it? As, I think that's it. Wow. Basically, it comes a minimum wage. That's what he told me. Mm. So 50 bucks. You know, these guys aren't making that much money. I don't know. And... The, and I didn't see any really huge problems with the flaggers. There was one guy that was flagging on top of another guy. There's a couple. There was a couple flaggers. It wasn't were. horrible, so I can't really no. talk trash on flaggers. No, there were there are. There's a couple times that me and you were up. We're like, hey, dude, someone's down, and he kind of got his head of his ass, and he got yep. with it. But like, yeah, yeah. I think at some point in time, if you're a flagger, you're dazed and confused because you're there by you know in, on an island by yourself for so long, and you, the sounds of dirt bikes going by you just right. kind of put you in a trance. Yeah, and you just got to pop out of it, right? Because you pay attention. Yep. So, I don't know. Maybe tighten that up a little bit. Get the EMT guys out in different areas. Um, like I said, track conditions I feel like could be a little bit better. But overall, the track itself, I, that's my shit. That's my shit. Were you slightly sad you weren't racing? No, I wasn't sad. Okay. But hard pack, square edgy, that's my <laughs> shit. It was ready, though, too. So Yeah, they did have some rest. Rut-ish. Ish. It, the the second day was, I mean, the last day was ruddy. The there day. was areas of ruts, but otherwise there was dishes. Dishes? No, they were not dishes. There was dishes out there. I saw, I, I bicycled around the whole track. There was a, on the last day, there Near was. Near the finish line area. Hey. From, from the, the commandments, mm-hmm. that's what we'll call them. The, the commandments was dishes. They were, those were dishes. The commandments to pass the finish area was ruts. Heel-wise, Dishes. Really? On the hills, dishes. Yeah, because if you want to call a rut, a rut is leading into it full corner and leading out. These ruts that you're talking about lasted in the corner, and that's it. And once you're out of the corner, you there was no more rut. No, going up to – so after the start straight, that that left-hander was a dish, table in that right. Those had ruts going up to the face of the triple. But you still can move around. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Kind of. Yes. 
But once you were in one, you were there. Right. And then on top, you were there were some ruts up there. And then uh, before the other uphill triple, there was there was ruts going up to the face of it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you enjoyed the track, and talk about your experience on the track. I thought, uh, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I I did not like being the last moto of the day, or one of the last motos. Why not? It was gnarly, and the shadows were terrible. What was worse, the shadows at the end of the day, or the shadows on your first moto yesterday? Shadows at the end of the day because you couldn't see any of the bumps. So mm-hmm. I almost got, I almost died like six times. <laughs> well, that's part of being a racer, right? Like, for me, you got to know your surroundings. You got to adapt. You got to, okay, it's different time, different, you got to adapt. Yeah. Everything's not perfect all the time. Yeah. You had shadows at the end of the day. You have shadows in the morning race. Yeah. You know, so it's part of being a good all-around racer. Like, hey, man, know when to pull the trigger when you got to do something. Know when you don't pull the trigger to save yourself, right? Yeah. And I did. Yeah. Hey, guys and gals, we'll be right back with this amateur motocross special. Listen to these commercials. Get some discount codes. We'll be right back. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas, is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirts! Get your sassy T-shirts! Yeah! Good morning. We didn't catch your name last night. ScreenPrintingDone.com I'm not supposed to be within 200 feet of a Chuck E. Cheese. I need that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com Let's get into this T-shirt. It's a cute top. Where'd you get that shirt? ScreenPrintingDone.com That does sound awesome. I see things no one should ever see. I got a pretty dope sense of humor, bro. ScreenPrintingDone.com <laughs> You an older dude looking to race some races, maybe looking to do some longer motos? OregonOldTimers.com is coming out with a new 2021 schedule. We will have that up on the new shows in January. So check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. Any questions about going to the Old Timers Association, hit me up, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll help you out. See you guys at the races next year. Hey, Kiefer, what oil should I run? What weight should I run? Lots of emails coming in about oil. You know what I choose? Bloodlubricants.com, 1040 Pro Series Synthetic Oil. If you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at Blood Lubricants, info at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer, get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save self some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-Engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. 
So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. You guys looking to purchase a new or used KTM, Yamaha, or Kawasaki? We'll look no further. Power Motorsports and Sublimity Oregon is the place to go. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com. I will get you in contact with David Sibley over there at Power Motorsports, and he will get you the best deal possible. I'm not kidding, man. Like These guys work wonders over there at Power Motorsports. They will give the best deals to all of my Kiefer Inc. testing listeners. No hassle, no BS, easy to finance, easy to get a bike, and hey, it doesn't matter if you live in Oregon, California, Maine, Florida. They will find a way to get you your bike. That's right. They work with moto shippers. Easy to get around. Easy to ship. Man, it works so easy. I've bought three motorcycles from them over at Power Motorsports, and moto shippers have shipped them to me to my door. It's so easy to do. So go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Email me, chris, at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you in contact with them. Okay, we're back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging tough. I know it's sometimes not the best thing to just listen to seven minutes of commercials, but you did it. Thank you, guys. Now back with the show. Uh, all right, so, yeah, go ahead and let's talk about your week, and I'll start it off. <laughs> okay. As a, as a mini parent, uh, I understand more things now than I've, I've ever have, okay? And when I used to see these mini parents blow up with their kids, which I agree that maybe shouldn't happen most of the time, uh, I always thought to myself, what the fuck is wrong with these parents, dude? Like, calm down. Like, relax. Like, it, it, your, your kid's just having fun, you know? <laughs> As we started doing this more and more, there's more time invested. There's money involved. Right. And then when you see your child not putting in the effort or lollygagging or doing something that you specifically do not like because you have done the time and the money, I can see how people freak out. Okay. 
freak out. So Aiden, first practice on Thursday morning, you know, we we ride together all the time. He trains. Uh, we do all this stuff. He's raced before. It, this is just another race. It's not Loretta's, right? Right. He proceeds to go out and rides one lap. And he, and he, and he says, I want to I be last. I want to be last because I don't want to do it. Okay, whatever. Uh, so he goes and rides. Shh, shh, no, wait. Oh, I was going to Just say- hold on. Just let me finish. Uh puts another lap and two and then starts wandering the infield like a lost puppy. <laughs> like huh, huh, looking around, head Help bobbing me. around. And, huh. oh, so then I'm like, okay. I just didn't I didn't freak out. Yeah, I'm like, okay, he wants to get behind someone good. Oh, got it. Cool. He made a mistake by going and following these other guys that weren't as good. Oh, he's getting with it. He wants to follow someone good. Bass flute goes by. Varola goes by. Stice goes by. Lost puppy. And then you could see him panic because there's other people behind those people, so he couldn't get in. So then he cuts to another track, and he's behind the same fucking idiots before. (laughs) And then he pulls off a half lap later. So I'm like, what in the fudge are you doing? So I am losing my shit. He pulls off again and sees the same dudes. doesn't get behind him this time. And if you did get behind him, they were a straightaway in front of you. So Aiden did a total in the 15-minute practice, two laps. Plus plus the crash. Don't forget the crash, too. Yeah. And, oh, he, go, yeah. and, he, and he basically rides this outside, not even going fast. Not you even. Know, brrr, and then front tire goes over the berm. And then. What's funny? Oh, hold on. Let me finish this one. Oh, I crashed. This is Aiden. This is live. Okay, this is live. Uh, boom, crash. Uh, well, I was trying to avoid getting hit. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> Yes, I'll, uh, oh, there's a, there's my bike, okay, and, uh, okay, and, uh, oh, I'll go walk and pick up my bike now, and I'm picking up my bike, oh, there's some mud on my front, wiping my front fender, oh, okay, and dun 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 and dun 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 and my bike starts, and beep, there is no urgency. I was trying to not get hit. Bro, there was four dudes, and there was, you had a clear track. No. Even Varola was like, dude, you almost got hit like six times. You B-class kids exaggerate. You don't know what close is. Dude, I've told you this all your life. Haven't I? When you crash, let's go. Let's get back. If you're not hurt, get your ass up. If you're not hurt, get your ass up. Uh, Did you realize it? You want someone that does that great? Liam. He is full panic when he crashes. (laughs) And just gets back on the bike. And he's like, bah! and he's just going out, bait out like a bat out of hell. And I was like, nice. He's into it. Like, he doesn't want to be there anymore. You feel like, here's my new home. <laughs> here's my new little home right here. And I have a nice warm bike. Keep my hands warm. It's like, let's go, bro. And so Aiden did two laps. I had to have, I, we're, we're up by Joe, parked by Joe. I go, hey, man, let's go back in the back of the van for a second. And we laid it out for 15 minutes. I go, we packing up? What you want to do, man? What are we doing? You know where he crashed? Like, I'm getting mad right now thinking about it. He he crashed in his uh, creative line spot. I think that was, like, bad karma for last Maybe. year. But anyway, so we worked through that. Yeah, I remember walking over, and you were, like, ripping into him. Like, okay, I'm going to go. Well, Buddy Antonez walked by, and he just did a drive-by. He's like, yeah, I'm not stopping there. Yeah. Uh, our neighbor that races, you know, we see him at the races, Siebs, he walked by, and he didn't stop. 
So uh, I went and started I cleaning the, Aiden's bike. I had the decency to at least rip his ass in the back of the van and not in front of everyone. But oh, does it come to Jesus moment? I, I basically asked him, are we good? What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I got. So I was like, okay, I'm not getting anywhere. And, and I just said, look, man, let's just go ride, put laps in. Oh, this is what you said. I can't find a flow. And I'm like, holy shit, I can't find a flow when I go two laps on track either. Uh, no one's finding a flow in two laps. So next practice, much better. Now you can start about your weekend. Let's just get past that. Go start about your races. Well, you broke your front fender too. Oh, we yeah. had to scramble for a front fender. Thank you, Dave Dye, for the uh, front fender that we have to get back to. You. Now Dad's working on bikes at, at 8 in the morning. <laughs> front fender's broken. You know what he wanted to do? What? Him and Joe are over there after I'm, like, scraping the mud off. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, he broke his front fender. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell He's you like, this. God dang it, mother. And he's, Dad's losing his mind. And so Joe's like, it might be the same as it, Liam's 85. And Dad's like, I Swear to God, I hope it is because he's going to ride with a fucking gonna, small fender. I was going to put you on an 85 front fender so it looked like you had a freestyle fender. <laughs> I'll cut because the 85 fenders are shorter. Yeah. So they're not as long. <laughs> so you would have had this 85 nubby sticking out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the mounting points were the same, but the f- the front tip wouldn't have been as long. I thought I thought you were going to make me like not ride the front fender or something. No, oh, that's, no, no. that's tough to do. I've done that. That's hard. Really? Because... You over exaggerate your corners because you see your tire, so you don't know. Yeah, it's hard because you you don't know as a rider how much you judge off of your front fender. You don't even know your tire's place. You know your fen- front fender's place. Yeah, yeah. We should do that one day. We'll do it as an experiment. We'll take our front fenders off and go ride a moto and see how weird it is. We should. Yeah, let's do it on Tuesday. Let's not do it. On I mean, Tuesday. calm down with on Tuesday. I'm just saying. Sometimes we're bored. Yes. Okay. Let's not do that now. Let's talk about your race. Go ahead. So. Uh, first, you tell them what you entered. What were they? Okay, oh so two fifty B, two fifty B, Schoolboy two, and two fifty B limited. And Thursday they had a couple motos on Thursday after practice, and I was uh, that was I first moto. You were no, you were like third to last moto on Thursday for two fifty B. Yeah, I was like third to last moto. So shadows were not good. I uh I don't remember my start. I think my start was terrible. It was well, horrible. I got I got terrible gate picks. They gave me like probably, I think I got 18th gate pick, 20th gate pick, and a 22nd gate pick. How do they go off your gate picks? How you? Uh, it's random. They they say sign up, but I don't I don't know. The dude. So I know, I know some of the. Uh, look look I don't know. So because so, that's what we always hear is that it's off of sign up. Sign up's open tomorrow for Freestone. I should go and sign him up tomorrow for Freestone yeah. and see if he gets like the first gate pick just to see. A&H. No. It's uh time qualifying. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's legit. They do time qualifying. There you go. Oh, at Freestone? Yeah, we're not and, talking about that and, right and, now. And, and I do both. not want to talk about that right now. So this household Both Texas as they do it. Oh, okay. Listen both to races. me. Huh. This whole month, I don't want to talk about Texas. Okay? Don't bring it up to me. Don't talk to me about motos. I don't want to talk about it. Let me get over this one, okay? I got to start planning shit. Just FYI, we don't got to plan nothing right now. Let's focus on Christmas and Santa and stockings and presents. <laughs> okay. Okay. In <laughs> uh, Freestone, it's what were you talking about? Oh, well, base fluke magically got good picks the first moto. Yeah, you got first pick every moto. So I don't know. Was it so? Did he? I wonder if he signed up first. No. I just think it's because of Team Green and uh, I, look, who knows? It doesn't matter. <laughs> and let's just face it, let's face it. It doesn't matter where Aiden was going to start those first set of motos because his start sucked nuts. <laughs> Late, I mean, literally so half a bike length 
lead for the guy. Hey, I'm gonna let these guys go half back, and then I'll take off to the gate. That's basically <laughs> what his reaction time was like. Beep, beep, meow. So starts were a struggle. Starts were a big struggle for me this week. Starts my last moto. I I made it a little bit easier on myself. So basically, you went. So schoolboy and 250B had good long motos, twenty minute motos, which was nice. But they only did two motos instead of three motos like the other classes. I think it's because of premier class. Super mini, like 250B, schoolboy, two. That's it, and that's all that had twenty minute motos. Oh, oh and open and pro sport, pros, pros, pros did, yeah, yep. But they had they gave them three motos. Yeah, so they had long twenty minute motos, but three of them. Yep. So, huh? I think that's pretty cool. They're trying to groom these B kids to get longer motos, which was good. I think it's better for Aiden. Yes, I agree. Even though I still think your sprint speed when you practice is better than your long distance speed. Yeah. But for whatever reason, you seem to suck at sprint speed when you race. For yeah. whatever reason that is, I have no idea. Probably because it starts, maybe. So you went uh, in two fifty B. You went seven six seven. seven s- I don't remember. It said I got fifth because. Well, let's just tell him how. No, you got let's sixth just, let's overall. Just tell, let's just tell him the whole race. Don't don't give. I don't even know what happened in the race. Uh, I don't really remember the first race. Right. That's what I'm just trying to, to well, condense you were, this here. You were like soup. You were in the back of the pack, and you worked your way up. You rode good. I got an arm pump like third lap. Which is common this track. If you guys have never been to AZ, it's it's the ruts have acceleration chop in the ruts. And then the bumps everywhere. So you got to be creative. Chance Hymas is a very creative rider. We'll talk about Chance. But where he was going, he was staying out of the acceleration and keeping momentum. Yeah. Which you watch the B-class kids, maybe a couple of them do that. But as far as Chance, it's like another track. He's riding on, on another track because he was missing a lot of these bumps. Yeah. Uh. So you went seven six or something like that in two fifty B for six overall. Yeah. And then schoolboy two, you went six five for five. No, I went five, six five. four. Five five. He went five five. He did? Yeah. yeah. He was in fourth. Oh, you're right. Five five for four. Yes. Correct. Okay. Overall. So. And then limited was just a shit show. Yeah. Yeah, limited we uh if you guys haven't been AZ as well, you will blow up wheels. Uh there are jumps that you kind of case, especially on a two fifty F. You always general. just on the tops of the landings, and there's not big landings, so you it's really hard on wheels, and the ground's super hard. So bring extra set of wheels for every bike because you will explode them. So we have blown out a brand-new KTM wheel. Um, we had a wire harness problem on our KTM practice bike, so we had to ride the Husqvarna stock bike, Yep, which he complained about. Oh, it's so soft. Oh, I can't ride this bike. <laughs> so he rode it just fine before. He took the bike up there two weeks ago, said he loved it. Yep, no problem. It wasn't as rough as it was. Okay. Anyway, the wheel broke. So after he did decent and he did well in these two classes, we decided we're good. Let's just pack it up and go. My last, my last two motos of the week were probably my best motos that I, that right. I had So you week. turned it around from the time you started having your puppy dog infield access. Yep. Puppy dog infield. And then Jeez. you turned it around and got better. Your starts are bad. We need to work on that. Yep. Uh, we need to work on some strength. Yep. So starts, strength, and then raw speed. We need more of that. Yeah. That's it. You need to learn to ride harder for that long time. Yeah. You know, you have this this crappy beginning. Good middle. Really good middle. And then decent end. Yeah. No, but I feel like in his schoolboy two last moto, like he was. Is there anything that Aiden can't do right in your eyes? Because every time I mention something bad. You're the what well, I was you pl- like replant it like no, no, replant no, no, the no. seed. What I was going to say because I was standing there with you, and 
He was up and forth. He put himself in a good position, which was, you know, the game plan. That's what we just said. Yeah. Right. And then he faded back a little bit. And then you turned to me and you were like, this is where Aiden's good. Yes. This is where he's good in his motos when we moto together. The last couple of laps, he picks it back up. And you could see that he had started to, like, there was more of an urgency, like, right. and started to go again. Like, he didn't really fade. I think he was comfortable because this is how we ride most of the time is eye racing. And when you eye race... You kind of do that when you race, especially in amateur world, I would say. In the amateur world, you can't do that in pros because there's a shit ton of people around you, all moto. Right. But an amateur is usually spaced out. So if you can see someone creeping up on you, you can see if you're creeping up on someone, that's eye racing, all right? And we do that a lot so as is racers. That, is that what you were doing? Because you would go over, you know, where your creative line was from last year? You'd go over that table, and we'd see you, like, look over. Were you eye racing with someone else to see, like, where I, they I were? I was trying to see where I was. Okay. Because you kept, like, looking well, over. Well, we didn't have a pit board. Do you, would you like a pit board during your races? Yeah. Okay. Well, then that's what you need to be vocal about. We don't do that because sometimes I feel like you're not going to look at it. But if you feel like you need it, then that's mom's job next time. Yeah. I'm can't, not pitting during a race. Fuck I that. I can't wait to see the pit board if mom does it. I don't oh, want no, her no, to no, do no, it. It'll no, be no, no. all jacked up. I don't want her to do it. Plus, I don't want to do it. Plus 40. And you become coming out. What, what? What's plus 40? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> 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 you Point one. Point one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, how far is so and so ahead? Uh, point uh, one. Point one. And then I look, it's one second. It's one point something. You're just not great with numbers, babe. Uh, uh, that's fine. I swear. You I know my big. truth when it comes to time. And that's what LitPro, new sponsor for 2022, thanks to you. Uh, I guess I'm getting some money. So, uh, with that being said, I want Aiden to earn a, his own sponsor. So you earned your own sponsor this time. I've, I'm big on, you know, Aiden rides my coattails as far as what I've created for myself, right? Yep. And you've just been lucky to be a part of what we're doing. And that's kind of the brand I want anyway. I want me and you to be a team, family, and then that's our show. That's what I do on Kiefer Inc. It's all part of the plan, but also you have to learn to stand on your own two feet. And yep. so I called Mike from Monster and said, hey, I would like to put something in place for Aiden. If he does something, can you give him help? So Aiden was required to do a top five in one of his classes this weekend, and he did that. So he earned his own little monster sponsorship. Yep. Correct? Yep. Which is which is cool. And like I said, don't let it go to your head. You're not going to flat bill that son of a bitch around the, the, the Southern California because I will smack it off your head. You're going to be nice, and you're not going to be bro monster guy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Be the high des monster guy. Yeah. That's what I want you to be. Be the Ricky Baybrack. Ricky what? The Ricky Bayback. Brayback. Brayback. Are you having problems talking? Are you retainers in right now? Oh, okay. Okay. I know Michaela would like the monster hat on you, but let's just focus in on what you need to do first. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that was pretty much Aiden's weekend. He did. He did. I feel like you did good. You you brought it back, and it's a good start to Came build for twenty two. We're gonna go try a couple other colored bikes to see if we're gonna switch. Yep. Yep. So we might be on a Kawasaki next year, which, which you like that bike. Yep. And I think Aiden has a better chance to get help from Team Green. Team Green does an excellent job in amateur racing world. I like Ryan Holiday. Mm -hmm. I like how he does his stuff. Was he there this weekend? I know Nathan Ramsey was there from KTM. I do not know. If Nathan even knows who Aiden is, I have no idea. But he said he was talking to him about me. I understand that. In this world, if you're an amateur family, your kids will not get anywhere, okay, unless you help them. This is what I've learned. 
I don't care if you're unless your kid is killing every single moto by 20 seconds and just putting the hurt on everyone. These amateur coordinators will not give a shit about your child unless you speak to them and you get to know them. Mm-hmm. And then that puts them on the radar for them to look at them. Yeah. Don't expect them to look at them. Yep. Because they will not. I've done that so far with you. I haven't said anything to anybody because I don't want to feel like. Because you haven't done anything, for one, to get anything. No. Right? But now's the time I need to put you on the radar for some guys so you have some accountability. Yeah. All right. If you do good, maybe you can get something. Yeah. But if you parents, if you're listening to this and your kids are doing well, don't expect the amateur people to be like, oh, yeah, I know who your kid is. They do not. They're not going they to They got so much you. going on or they're looking at their kids – Okay, and if you need to talk to them, don't bum rush them at the track, at the race. Hey, my kid won this race. What do you think about you know having some help? That's they're gonna be like, dude, this guy's psycho. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> don't screw over your child. Yep. Like just back up, chill down. How you doing? I'm so and so. I'm so and so's mom or dad. You know, I just want to introduce myself to you. I know who you are. You know, and we're, we race all these amateur races, and you know. I just want to, you know, introduce myself. That's it. That's how you do it. You yep. get it warmed up by that way. You don't, you don't come in hot and say, "Yeah, my child beat so and so. He rides for you, but he beat him. So what's up?" You don't do that. <laughs> Jesus, was Ryan Holiday there? This I feel weekend? like that was Seven Deuce Deuce right there. No, that's a little bit of Seven Deuce Deuce. So mm. what's up? What's up? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Ryan wasn't there. He wasn't there. No. Uh, but. Guaranteed, they look at results. That's for sure. So if they're not there, their job is to know what's going on there, right? right. So they, they do the homework. So if you don't see the amateur coordinators there, don't fret because they're going to know. Yep. Um, all right, some of my standouts that I want to talk about as the writers. I like to do this on these podcasts, these amateur podcasts. I'm, I'm a big uh, proponent of watching people ride even the pros i like technique i like watching their styles i watch the lines so first and foremost chance hymas there's no i mean you should have just turned around and waited a half a lap and then took off chance because there was no one there to race with he won by 69 seconds one day there you go 69 69 69 almost, good for you chance almost pulled the ricky carmichael and lapped the entire field he got up to like fifth or fourth or something oh my yeah so uh, uh, i'm a slippery slope here i'm gonna talk shit if you you have to know as a rider what you what class you should ride. I watch some of these pro quote unquote dudes. pros. Okay? Mm-hmm. Those those guys should not be in the pro class. When you're and maybe they're trying to get their pro points, okay? But holy Christ. Well, they what? could not I looked at the B class times and the and the and the race the the times that I compared was back to back with the pro race. Top five, six B kids at faster times than, I think, fourth down in the pro race. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so, I looked and one of the guys was doing like a 230. Right. In the, and I'm like. Look, and I'm not here to talk trash and riders. I get it. It's a hard sport. I understand it. Right. It's tough to go fast. I'm not claiming I can do anything either. I'm just saying you got to know you need some work. Right. Okay. So let's go back to work. Chance, no one there. They had the Supercross Wednesday night, which was a shit show, which a bunch of kids got hurt. And we, we could talk about That could be a whole other show. But the Supercross futures in the rule book, they say this for this class, it's going to be a legit 
Supercross track, so be ready. Well, this one was actually a legit Supercross track. It was dry, had bad lights, things like that. But up till now, there hasn't been a race that was Supercross for these Futures races. Paula, the Futures race, was on the motocross track. Yeah. So kids are showing up with Supercross suspension going, what the F? Uh, there was one in Texas. Still the outdoor track with some added jumps. Wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. So now these kids show up to AZ. They're like, okay, we're riding on this uh, practice Supercross track that like Chris Blos races or rides on every day. And they're like, oh. So kids are dislocating hips. Kids are breaking collarbones. Kids are getting neutral. Femurs. Kids are cutting the track. So Did it was a shit show. Femur? Yeah. No, it was a dislocated hip and then a collarbone. Mm. Bennett broke his collarbone. Oh, I thought he broke his no, femur. No, it was a bunch of false information. That came from... Chance. I talked to Chance, and I talked to... It, oh. it broke his collarbone. So he uh, was <laughs> misinformed. Yes. Because that's what he told me. It was a femur. No. So, okay, here's my question. If we would have shown up, if Aiden was scheduled to race this Futures, and we would have shown up, and that would have been the track, would you have let him ride, or would you have been like, no? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to ride that. I would have let him ride, because as a parent and as a him, I would have got him prepared to ride some of that shit. We don't show up for these races and be like, yeah, man, I'm here to Supercross okay. Futures. Like, I, we're going on a Supercross track for a long time before he rides that. And then we show up, and it's a dry, desert Supercross track, which I've grown up on. That's how I practiced. Like, there's no forgiveness, and the, and the transitions are sharp. You've got to have timing, right? And these kids, that's why they're here, because they're not quite sharp enough yet, but they need to get experience. I think they could have tamed down a couple things. Again, AZ, you could have adjusted when you were there. Just like that little chicane and the off-camber, they can adjust. It's, it, it's not concrete. It's not there forever. Let's cut that rhythm down a little bit, just a little bit. Let's shave it down or add some dirt to the backside. Something to safe, keep the kids safe. I agree. We should make it hard. No problem. Let's, let's leave the whoops hard. Okay, let's yeah. leave those whoops gnarly. You can jump through them, roll through them, or you want to skim and risk it, go do that. But the, the jumps need to be safer. Do you think it should have been more of like what Jackson has at his house than what they had? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But here's here's, here's what I'm saying, though. Like We're back, on the wrong subject, by the way. But go ahead. Well, no, back to like if this was Aiden, like, and you've been practicing, but you went to Cal Classic – Cal Class 6 Futures was the motocross track, and then you went to Mini O's. I don't know what Mini O's, Mini Supercross. O's, it's not even a Supercross track. Like, they claim they have Supercross. It's, it's jumpy. It's a jumpy hard factor. It's like Arena Cross, but the landings are safe. But then you come here, and it's like something you, completely different. If you different. case it in, in Mini O's versus if you case Arizona, there's two different consequences. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so Chance, no one could be Chance. He had leads the first lap, 10 seconds, like... Well, and that was the other he, thing. They were he, supposed to do 18 laps on Supercross, and he, I think he said they cut it down to, like, 10. Yeah, because it was unsafe, which that that's legit. I think they should right. do that. Um, um, but for as far as the pro motos, Chance killed everybody by a long ways. Um, and I'm sorry to you pros if anyone in this class has listened to us. Nothing else stood out to me in that class. I will say one, Cole Shondek, he's an older dude, rides a lot of off-road. Is that the big dude on Yamaha? Yeah. He's from yeah. Colorado. He was top three or four. Yeah. I saw and that. And I think this guy has a real job and like has, is like a normal dude, blue-collar dude. <laughs> he just, and he's just working these other kids. I know. So I was wondering, like, how I respect that. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
if I'm the dad of these one of these kids that are getting worked by a blue collar dude in Colorado, I'd be like, wow, we, we got to have a, what's, what's going on. We need to reevaluate our situation. Yeah. So, um, who else stood out to you? Base fluke. We talked about him at, at Paula when he. I think he stood out since he changed the the brands to Cowie. His his writing has opened up. We said this on the Cow Classic Pod. He uses his feet a lot. He stands up a lot. He's a taller guy, but the, when I see him ride, he uses his lower half of his body a lot, almost Jason Anderson like. Mm-hmm. Hangs off the back a little bit. He was really good in the commandments. He he picked it up. A lot of the guys were going triple, triple, and then trying to triple single out, and it kind of popped you up in the face of another tabletop. Well, he kind of figured it out. If I just tripled in and then doubled case and then skim, it was super fast. Yeah. And it was really good. And that's where he would open up some time. Like, he did it really good. Like, the, the second to last commandment, he would clear the last one and land on the downside. It was really fast. Um, smooth in corners, not overriding the corners. Um. Yeah, I watched him lug his bike a lot through the finish line area. Like that tabletop single, he would jump off of that single. I started doing that last lap. Yeah, because I mentioned last it to photo, you. Yeah. He'd jump and miss the rut as it because there's a rut coming down that inside single. He would jump up the hill, and, in the, and then he would just like, he would lug his way around that checkered flag area. Mm-hmm. Smooth. Looked good. No one really had... Parker Ross was a little bit on him, but I think he, Preston was just in control. Like yeah. He had good control. The bike looked good. Cowies looked really good there at Arizona, which is no surprise because of the frame character of the Cowie. Uh, our buddy Liam Aloff won three championships. He's getting better in super mini class. Yep. He deserves some help. Yep. yep. So it's cool to see him getting be- you know better. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, Reese Seba. Coming on with two championships. 65 class. Uh, Grayson Townsend. Yeah, Grayson. Grayson. Yep. If you guys are familiar with Fast Company, his boy, Grayson, such nice kids, dude. Like, unbelievable. Him and Gunner. Gunner's a good kid. His uh, Gunner comes to me, he gives me a firm handshake, gives me a hug. How's your ear, man? Like, just like (laughs) things that adults would do. Yeah. So it's really cool to see. Um, But the kid, Wyatt Harrington, that won the 85, 9 to 11 class, was crying on the podium. Because he oh, was yeah. so excited that he won. Yep, that was cool. To me, that's it. I'm in. I'm in on this kid. Why? Because he shows emotion. You show how much it means to him, and you see it. Right. I, I I like seeing things, right? You get up to the podium. Hey, man, take, take my sponsor. It's like, yeah, whatever. This yep. kid crying. I worked my butt off. I can't, I can't believe I won. Dano was there hugging him, gave him a kiss on his head. Like, it's just cool to see normal people yes. do normal shit in our sport. And the kid showed emotion. So props to Wyatt Harrington and his family for doing something really cool and raising a good kid. I don't even know him. And I can just see how you raise him. Like right there, I can just tell a lot. Yep. Right? So good job to him. But that's that's my picks. Aiden? Uh, I'm going to go with Reese and Liam. Okay. Those are my guys. Oh, well, you gotta explain about your guys. Don't just say that's my guys. What? What about them? <laughs> my guys, they're they're Dan- Danbury. What about champs. them? Talk about them. Like what they do. What What do you notice? The Danbury champs. Well, one is. Okay. The other one's a uh, a no kills champ. Okay. Uh, Liam came home with three titles. Mm-hmm. Super mini class, first super mini title. And uh, Reese came home with two sixty five championships. And what about the riding? What about it? What do you see? 
Uh, well, Liam, I've noticed that uh, last year at this time, uh, Liam never won a moto. He was like a top seven, top seven kid. Didn't really do much, and uh, he's he's progressed a lot. Yeah. This past uh, past couple of months, actually, he's been doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. He's really stepped it up. Yeah. Liam has a good uh, something that you need more of. Um, he's very strong willed. Yeah. I, I saw some of that in you this weekend, which gave me hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like Liam's mentally is pretty tough person. Like he's stubborn, and he's like, like I he. He's like Joe was when he raced. Joe wasn't the talented guy, but he worked. Mm-hmm. And he was stubborn enough to, like, I don't give a fuck if I'm not talented. I'm going to make it happen. That's in, that's, that's in Liam, just like Joe was. You know? Yeah. And then uh, same thing with Reese. Reese uh, last year won a, won a title. And this year he backed it up again and got two. Yeah, it's cool. And he's from down the street. He bought her old Sprinter van. Yep. Yep. Good family as well. Yes. Baby Sibs. Yep, and uh, we met a lot of people. Met photographer's name. God forgive me. Jordan. 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 VL. VL. Jordan VL. Yep. Nice uh, kid. Working for Vermoto this week. Yeah, these are the kind of things that I like about going to these races. Meeting people. More than meeting this kid. What's his name again? Sorry. Jordan. Jordan. Jordan sorry. God dang. Uh, on his own dime, drove down here with his buddy. His buddy was racing, shooting for Verb. Never he, ridden a dirt bike in his life. Just likes dirt bikes. Yep. Got a camera. Loves photography. Shooting photos. And I go, how much are you getting paid from Verb? He's like, nothing. He's like, they just paid my, my way down here. And I and that's near and dear to my heart because that's kind of how I start my business. Like, I didn't charge people. When I worked for Steve for, you know, year and a half, almost two years, I never took money. He's like, I don't pay you for your time up here. I'm like, nope. I need to earn my spot to to make myself worth yep. something, right? Hey, Kiefer never asked me for money. And he's good at what he's doing. I want to get him. I want to get him in here, right? I don't want to take something when I didn't prove anything. And I think Jordan had that same yep mentality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see kids, and he's 18 years old. He looks like he's 12. I know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't have his license. No, no, no. Because COVID screwed his license up, so he doesn't have his license yet. No. And I told him because he came up to me the other day, and I thought it was Ryder. Ryder. Di Francesco. Because he looks like Ryder. <laughs> I'm like, why does Ryder have a, a camera in his hand? Like, what's he shooting? He's bored. Yeah, and I'm like, hey man, what's up? And he's like, how's he going, man? And I'm like, cool. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I just thought he knew me, and I knew him. I'm like, what's up? And then never really talked to him. And then he came back around, and he got to know him. Thought it was cool. And yeah, it wasn't uh, was, was a writer. writer. <laughs> was George <Jordan. laughs> doppelganger? Yeah. So being at these amateur races, I see more of this stuff, and I like it. Uh, it reminds me of being in the off road racing community. There's a lot of nice people. Uh, we did have some neighbors that went ape shit. Uh, mom was screaming her balls off about the kid. I don't no idea what was going on you over didn't there. Jump but jump. I swear to God, I thought the mom was getting stabbed in the chest, Ugh. screaming at the top of her lungs, throwing her kid. The bike was going ape shit. Uh, I'm like, holy there. Christ, what's going on? So I'm trying to look at my phone and not pretend like I'm staring. But I'm kind of checking things out. What's going on? And <laughs> there's shit flying in the trailer. And I'm like, oh God, is the kid getting jacked? Like, what's going on? The mom <laughs> screaming. Is the dad stabbing the mom? I have no idea. But the kid's on like a cobra. I'm like, wow, you guys need to calm down a little bit, dude. It's not he that didn't serious. jump a jump, dude. Didn't jump a jump. Freaking. I don't think the dad said word. I think mom handled it. <laughs> Even the daughter. The daughter was outside, like, cleaning the bike. She started crying. <laughs> She's like the shrapnel. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it wasn't too many mini mom or dad um, moments, but that no. was one of them. So I, um, saw, I saw a C-class kid. I was going to do a fire and C-class kid. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Anybody cut the track this year? Uh, I don't think there's no track cutting, but there's some stuffing. There's some stuffing action in well, the uh, C class. You can always guarantee the C class kids almost got into a fight, so that yeah. was kind of fun to watch. That's cool. They're yelling okay. at each other. It's good stuff. Um, something else I'd like to mention is I do like the evening activities. That yeah, that is nice. That they yeah. put on for the kids. They, were supposed jacked, to, they jacked over the bull, though. They were supposed to be a mechanical bull for the first time. The bull did not show up, but they did a tricycle, tricycle race, race, dodgeball one night. They have like a... Tear-off thing? They have, yeah, tear-off. So kids went out and collected 151 pounds of tear-offs from the track, which I thought was pretty which cool. Is, it was really nice on many levels. Yes. For the environment, for one. Yep. Uh, keeps the track cleaner. Yep. Yep. And it helps the kids get something out of it. So right. it's nice to have... I like that too. Like I didn't think about that, but you're right. Like we never stay for that kind of stuff. Right. We're, we're out because you know me. I'm like the hell out of there. Yep. Uh, but uh, one of these times, I'd like to stay at the track and do it. Yeah. I did. I stayed for dodgeball one year. Last year, you did. Yep. And I think they also do um, like an adult zone, like for after hours, like when you put the kids to bed, so like parents can go like have some cocktails. <laughs> and, like, I don't. I don't think they did that. What's up, mom? I think they did. I don't think so. I thought I saw it. I don't know. We weren't there, so I don't know. How but, you doing? I'm so-and-so's dad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gates close at 11, so make sure if you need oh, to go yeah. in or out. You got to get out. You better ram that gate because you ain't getting out. Boom. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Vincent Way, man. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Aww. Poor Vincent dislocated his elbow or hyperextended and broke it off. It's gnarly, dude. And we saw Nick leaving Thursday morning when we pulled up. And we're like, oh, what's up with that? And then, then we found out that Vince got hurt. He had so. surgery. Poor Vince. Yeah. Dude, dirt bikes giveth, dirt bikes taketh. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, it's the best thing and the worst thing. Yep. yep. So, and it's like I told Aiden. Aiden had very rewarding feeling to earn what he earned. And I told him, I go, all the shit that you work, that moment, that feeling that you have, that feeling that Wyatt Harrington had on the podium, that will never leave you. That is what keeps you coming back. That feeling makes you work. Because mm-hmm. once you get a taste of success. Whatever it is, a top five, a win, whatever it is right. that you consider success. And this is in the vet world, too. You set a goal, you achieve that goal, that feeling, yep. it's undescribable. Personal, reaching personal goals is an undescribable feeling. And that's why you go get on your bicycle. That's why yep. you strap your running shoes on. That's why you go in the gym. That's why. Uh, I will say this goes back to Vet National. Like, as happy as I was for you winning, I think the moment that really touched me was David crying. David winning. Yep. David yep. winning and David crying because his dad passed away and his dad was not there to watch him win. Like, that to me was like. Yep. I agree. Because that, that, that's, that's when you know something hits. Right. Right? That's when you know it's it's real. Right. It hits you. Right. And to me, what real is what I like. Yep. You know this. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Well, it's uh, like today when I showed you, uh, what's his name, Wyatt? Well, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, crying on the podium. I was like. Yeah, it's because it's very rare that you see that. It's just raw, right? And I like that. It's not so robotic and like it's not made up. And it happens like you win all the time. It's just like oh, it's another podium speech. Yeah, you know, I'm up here again. Blah blah blah. It's not a sob story. It's not. I wish I could have had this. I, right. I need that. It's just like I'm happy. Yep. And I earned it. Yep. And my parents got. It's just like that's real shit that I like. Yes. So it's cool to see some of that go down in Arizona. So overall, fun weekend, long week. I want to bitch because it's long. I bitch. I don't feel like it was that long. I feel like it went by quick. You're a kid. Wait till you get a job, and you have to have four days somewhere with your kid. Not because I don't like being with you. It's just like it's stressful because you got work too, right? So like I I enjoy it. It's dirt bikes, of course. I enjoy it. I want to be there. I love being around it. Once I'm there, I'm fine. It's the process of getting there. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like pulling teeth sometimes. Right? So <laughs> I had a great weekend. Good job overall. Yes. To the promoters of the event. Yep. There's some things that can be TIU. <laughs> right? Tied up. But Tied that's with up. everything. For me. That's a, a fun race. It was a good time. Yeah. Yep. I'll, I will go back again. Oh, yeah. I like, I like. And honestly, I'm a desert guy. I love it out there. Yeah. For me, it's it's beautiful. Oh, the weather Waking was up in the morning, amazing. Driving to the track. I like, I'm a desert guy. Like, I would move out there. If there was more tracks, I would go out there. Because yeah. the desert is, is really cool out there. Especially where we stayed. Yeah. It's nice. Goodyear area in Arizona is bitching. So if you guys ever want to go to the AZ Open and you don't want to stay at the track, there's a lot of nice Airbnbs in Goodyear. Or Australia. Australia. It's Australia, not uh. It's E. Australia. Australia. Yes. And uh, Buckeye is where the track is. There is a prison. Right next door. Don't get scared off. We have a lot of prison questions that we've, every time we drive up, we've had a lot of prison questions. I wonder what this does. I wonder what this guy does. does do the prisoners get coffee? What if they get coffee? I wonder what's going on in those cells Do you think right they can now. hear the dirt bikes? They think they are. They think they get all riled up because they hear dirt bikes or like. They yeah. see all the people coming in. They know there's a race. Like, yeah. Right. I don't know. When the guy gets released, you get released out of prison. Is he walking from there? Where's he going? <laughs> You, when you get, is it like that? You get released from the gate and then you just walk out in the middle. Of, and now he's out in the middle of the desert. Maybe he's one of the flaggers. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a prisoner <laughs> and you get released and you have no one to pick you up, you're just out in the fucking desert? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Or do they drive in you? Or do they give you somewhere to stay? I think, I don't know. I think someone else to pick you up. Do they, they give tr- you an allotment of money to leave? Like, okay, no. you've earned this much money being at the prison? I no, think, I think they earn money. I think when you leave, you get the stuff that they... That you came no, in with, they have. It I all... think you have a job that you acquire money inside the prison, and then once you, if you get to leave, right? No. I, yeah, dude, I think so. No, because why do you need people to put money on your books? Call Greg. Call Greg. Because maybe you've spent that money that you earned, or you got to pay off your celly because he's about ready to like. Yeah. Okay. That's sick. All right. Or you right. need some top All ramen. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Kiefer After Dark special in Arizona. <laughs> Balloon nut. Balloon nut. All right, everybody. AZ Open, Kiefer After Dark. It's what happens when the motorhomes go dark. <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye. Okay. All, All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. This has been an hour and 15 minutes Hour and 15 long. minutes of pure gold. All right. All right. Um, hopefully, we'll do more of these amateur races, and we can do more of these podcasts. If you like these amateur MX Podcast, let me know. Maybe we'll make this a special thing. We'll do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe we get some sponsors for it and just have a few of these during the year that we can get special guests. Maybe we can make a call to Chance and be like, why didn't you start backwards, Chance? Why didn't you give him a 50 second? Do I have Chance's phone number? We could call him right now and say, hey, Aiden, man. Aiden has Chance's number. Let's, 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 you know, let's not do it. Well, this is something that we could work towards. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't do it now. Yeah. He's probably driving. I don't. He'd, he'd answer the phone. But anyway. Uh, it's, it's awesome to talk about these races and bring That's, it. You should have got his dad on to talk about Chris it. Chris was Chris was on pulp. Oh, was he on pulp? Yeah. yeah. Did he already have his rant about? I didn't. I didn't talk. I didn't listen to it. Freestone and springeding. Uh, I didn't listen to that. Okay. Okay. I will be on pulp Monday night, so we'll be there this week in the Lions Den with Ricky Brabeck, Andrew Short, me and Steve. At my now. Are you going? No, I'm staying home. Okay. He's staying with Grandma. And we'll see you. The next big race will be uh, Freestone. Uh, we're not talking about it until January, so I guess it's a big old, big old guessing game. We'll be local races though. There'll be some local races. Glen Helen coming at you. Let's do it. Can't wait. Next weekend, we're gonna go up to uh, Mesquite. Mesquite. Great uh, facility ran by Gary Bruff, RMX series. Good Gary's dude. a good dude. Runs his tight ship. Mm-hmm. Nice kids. Great track. Yep. So if you guys want to. 
snowbird it, and go ride some mesquite. Just like the Moto Fam from Arizona. They went. The Moto Fam. You know those guys. That guy's cool. Hashtag Grim Reaper, man. The Grim Reaper. That's right. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks for supporting us. Support our advertisers. That helps us out. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Aiden. Thank you, Oreo, for not moving and screwing this whole podcast up. We appreciate that. And we will see you. That's right. We will see you next week. I'm uh, probably going to be talking about the 2022 KX450 SR. Do you know what SR stands for, Heather? Off-road. Senior. Senior. Off-road. Does OR is SR? I don't know. What is SR? Special Racer. That's what KX450, that's what they call it, Kawasaki. Special Racer? Is that supposed to be like a what's factory F- dish? What's an FE? Factory, factory dish. dish. Okay. What else? Oh, what's an RE? Racer edition. Rockstar, Rockstar dish. Oh, jeez. Can't they just be a dish? I'm Team Rockstar. Aiden's Team Monster. Yeah. That's funny because there's an M Claw out on one of those oh, bikes out there. Oh, we're not going to talk about that. I'm retired. Okay, goodbye, no guys. All right, All right, see you later. Bye. Bye.